Welcome to Foster Strong, a podcast where America's alumni of foster care share captivating and compelling stories of what it was like growing up in the foster care system. Each episode, we explore how our time in foster care shaped us into the resilient individuals we are today. We would be remiss if we did not acknowledge that this episode was released as events and demonstrations have unfolded across the country led by the Black Lives Matter movement. On this episode, we briefly touch on how that is impacting our members, but also wanted to flag for you all that we have a special episode lined up dedicated to this topic. On today's episode, we're focusing on graduation, where you'll hear from two of our team members, Maraid and Slam, about their own academic journeys. So hey there, everyone. You've got Carrie here from Washington, D.C., and we've also got... Adrian. I thought we weren't doing locations, but oh, I guess... Oh, <laughs> <now laughs> we are. From Baltimore. Tell me your location. <laughs> and I'm Lino from D.C. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see Raya, but she's too busy laughing. Sorry, Raya's here from New Jersey. All right. So how's everybody doing? I'll start because I had this crazy thing happen to me last week, and I actually didn't think I was going to make it to recording today. Um, uh, I woke up uh, last week, and I could not walk, and so I stepped down out of my bed and, like, literally fell, which is the funniest thing because no one was there. I appreciate your support, everyone, already. We're laughing yeah, with you. Exactly. We're with you, yeah, yeah. So I finally make it to uh, uh, the urgent care, and the doctor took a look at my ankle, and she said, I don't know what's going on. We took some x-rays. It's very swollen, uh, wrapped it up and everything. And then next thing I know, um, she put me on crutches. And for the first time in my life, I was on crutches. Oh, um, crutches are the worst. Yes, they are. She said they were going to be uncomfortable, and I didn't know how uncomfortable they were until I tried to start using them. And I've since... Uh, stop using them, but I failed twice while on crutches. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> did you uh, lose the feeling in your armpits? I think that's the worst part. Yes, I've it, never it, had yeah, she did say something about putting towels underneath it for comfort, and I just thought that was for fashion. But I do recognize that you do need that for comfort. Why would that be for fashion? That does not look good. Because in any... same, similar like to like are cast. To jazz up their crutches. Yeah, similar okay, to like wearing okay. a cast. Yeah. yeah. So that's my ghost injury. Uh, Raya, you look like you've been over there suffering too, but yours is a different type of suffering. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was um, pretty nervous for our virtual launch that we just finished because I've come down with poison ivy, um, an allergic reaction, and heat rash all in the last four days <laughs> leading up to this really great on-camera virtual launch that I thought I was going to have this horrible rash all over my face for, but... Luckily, that was an, a reaction that was able to go away with some Benadryl, but the rest of my body is a work in progress. A little bit of cover-up, you know? A little bit of cover-up. She's sort of working yeah, in progress. Honestly, that's the good piece about the virtual, right? Yeah, thank yeah. God for Zoom's like, you can do. Um, face editing feature where it's like, you know, make my face look a little better. Just a face tune it, use all the filters on exactly. Zoom. Is that a thing yet? It will be soon. There's it's something like enhance my appearance, so I just make sure that box is checked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that feature. What did you guys think of the virtual launch? I thought it was great. I think that, you know, it, it kind of came together uh, last minute. Uh, and there was a lot of back and forth meetings so that we had to minute, do. last minute, within uh, like six days. Yeah, but the yeah. traction that it gained um, was pretty, pretty awesome. And I think Matt and Sean did a great job hosting, and it was so fun to see folks. I even got a uh, DM in one of my Instagram posts. There was someone uh, on the West Coast who said that she had to make sure she would, 
wakes up at 8 a.m. because she wanted to be on it um, because it's 11 a.m. our time. And I completely forgot about our West Coast friends. Oh, our West yeah. Coast friends. They are, they are We're rising early yes. for this event. Yeah. I mean, I, I kept them in mind because, you know, West Coast, best coast. I'm, I'm, right, I live in the East Coast, but I'm from California. So, I mean, I did say I was from D.C., but I'm. But at what point California. do you start claiming DC? Like, at what point do you become an East Coaster? Yeah, last week I think you made something about being like native to DC for because you've been there for so long. <laughs> Literally right. for like a few months, maybe. What? <laughs> <laughs> so Lino's a flip flopper. So for all of our West Coast fans out there, he's abandoned you already. <laughs> Shout out to my Midwest peeps. Much right. love to you. Nobody understands the bond that we have and the yeah, charm right. that we offer the world. That's right. Ohio. I believe that. Oh, you are both one of you. I always forget that. Yeah, it's so funny because when you live in the Midwest, you think it's the worst thing ever. There's nothing to do. Um, <laughs> and then you, you cannot wait with every fiber of your being to exit the Midwest. But all of a sudden, now being on the East Coast, anytime someone throws shade on the Midwest, I will yes, go in first to hands defend. up. That's right. That's nobody right. talks. Nobody talks bad about Ohio. Fly or over country. That's right. Yeah, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I just want to put that out there. The Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> so, what are we covering today, Adrian? So today, I think, uh, is a good topic because it's graduation season. Um, as we've wrapped up foster care month, it's still graduation season. So today, we got two huge interviews uh, with some of our sisters in care. We got uh, Maraid had a chance to sit down and talk to Carrie about her graduating from college out there, West Coast. Uh, and then we also got a chance to sit down and talk with Slam, who's an awesome, awesome poet uh, from Florida. And she's going to talk about uh, navigating the new institution of college like you transition from one system which is foster care and emancipating out of that and then enrolling into higher education and trying to re-navigate and relearn um, how to get ahead and so those are two two great interviews that we look forward to sharing with you uh, and getting your feedback about it yeah it's crazy to think um, you see more and more of these virtual graduations happening and I mean the cool thing is that the commencement speakers that are being lined up for these virtual yeah. graduations are probably cooler than most yeah um i would i know obama's been a speaker octavia's been a speaker but until you pay off my college debt nothing tops <laughs> shout that out yes. robert smith he yes. led the way in that and now someone did it that was for morehouse yeah. and now someone did it for spellman yeah. i love that they're like trickling down and starting this example right so until those virtual convention speakers do that nothing <laughs> <laughs> top that. It's like, send your Venmo names <laughs> after yeah. this. I know there's doing some some uh, some schools are doing like drive by graduations. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I've saw a few of them uh, all over the country. There was a superintendent who had like a parade. He had like EMT vehicles and fire trucks and police cars, and he went around and put the individual. Um, I want to say they're yard graduation signs in the yards of the graduates and took photos with them so that they could participate in the uh, in their ceremony. And there's been all sorts of celebrations like that across the country. Yeah, I just I don't think it's the same. It's, it's I mean I, I don't know like if you got, how you guys felt about your graduation days. But one, I did not know if I was going to go to college. So then reaching graduation day, I was such a bundle of emotions. Like I snotted all over my graduation gown. <laughs> it was ruined by the end of the day. It's a little so graphic. Gross. I don't mean to put like <laughs> <a> <laughs> <explicit> <laughs> <money>. <laughs> I, I do. I kind of relate to it. I, I, can, I, I feel you on that. <laughs> Even though that's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to yeah, bring tissues. I don't feel you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> 
But graduation is a big deal for folks who come from the foster care system. The stats bear it out in terms of the number of youth. I believe 86% of uh, youth graduate from high school. That drops all the way down to about 46%, give or take, um, for youth who are in foster care. And uh, foster care youth are about, I want to say about 36, 38. So you nerds out there, don't quote me on that. 38% uh, experience like five or more placements in schools so to actually make it to the finish line of high school is a huge feat in and of itself and then less than three percent of foster youth actually go on to finish college comparatively to ten percent express they want to so uh, it's a huge huge deal in terms of education for foster youth to graduate and so shout out to all those graduates who've graduated this year uh, no matter what system no matter what state you live in it's a huge huge accomplishment and we're really really proud of you here at foster strong yeah, special shout out too to our team members, Slam and Maraid, who um, we're going to talk with here soon. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Of Slam and Maraid, of, of me or Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of you. Thank all you. of you. <laughs> He's just so specific in his comment. I know he was directing that. Like, I felt that. You know? okay, I, I know you it. Look, well, that's it. <laughs> maybe it's the listener. You know, maybe, maybe everybody else needs to feel a little bit of pride. No, heck yeah. If you are walking across the stage this year, oh wait, you're not walking across. Oh my God, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> if you're walking across. You're walking your, across your living room your, to yeah. your computer. <laughs> we see you and we are proud of you here at Foster <laughs> So today we're so excited to have Maraid on the show. You all have heard her name on our first episode. We've talked about her um, several times and you all who tuned into the launch event got to meet her, but we are thrilled to have her on the show today to talk about graduation. Um, and Marita is going to be graduating from UCLA very soon. And the Foster Strong team is so proud of her, so excited for her. We know that the excitement for Marita stretches far and wide across the country. Um, and just really excited to hear your perspective, Marade, because we know that things are really different right now given COVID-19 and what could have been this really exciting, monumental, um, sentimental day for you may now look a little bit different given that everyone has shifted to virtual ceremonies and everything else that's going on. So would love to just hear what you're feeling leading up to graduation. Well, I mean, I'm still really excited to be graduating and just to like have this degree um, because I've definitely worked so hard for it. But I am disappointed that we're not having graduation. And, you know, family is is different for us. Um, and I feel like without having that big ceremony, like I'm not going to get as much recognition from my family, mm. birth family, adoptive family. Both, I guess, because, I mean, I have um, interesting relationships with both my adoptive family and my biological family, and I was really looking forward to, to graduation and, like, bringing them together and celebrating my accomplishments, but now it's just going to be, like, a, a Zoom <laughs> or a virtual graduation, <laughs> and I think I'm just going to, you know, watch it on my own. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm still going to, to celebrate with my family, both of them, I, I think, but yeah, it's it's definitely not as exciting. I totally get it. And I feel so bad for everyone who's graduating during COVID-19 because you don't have the, the the that day that you a lot of people look up to 
the four years that they're in college and it is very different this year, but that doesn't mean that it should be celebrated any less. Mm, And I totally relate to you and feeling like, oh, this is a chance to bring all of your families together to focus on this really exciting celebratory thing. Um, so can, can see how that is hard for you and appreciate that. But tell us, why don't you tell us about like the, the feelings that you had one UCLA always being a dream. And from the time that you were a kid, knowing that's what you wanted to the moment that you're in now of you did it. <laughs> you accomplished the thing that you had your eyes set on. I don't know if you felt like it was impossible. I know that's how I felt sometimes with school for me. I didn't know if I was going to go to college. And so graduating felt like, wow, I did it. And and something that I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. So would love to hear what your, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Well, for college, like all as a kid and through high school, my mindset was I have to go to college and I can probably get a scholarship if I work hard enough. Um, and wh- wh- and did you? Yes. Well, actually, <laughs> um, because I was um, in foster care or a ward of the state after the age of 13, I got free college in California. So all you foster kids <laughs> out there, <laughs> now you can get. We love free college. Yeah. Um I feel like college was kind of like my only hope because I didn't really know, like as a kid, when you're in in that position, like I had no idea how I could help myself. And the only way I was able to was to kind of just put my head down and focus on school. I've just learned so much, um, not necessarily in the classroom, um, but just about like how I can support myself, how I can continue to learn, how I can continue to to grow. But then at the same time, like I feel like a lot of people may be af- like afraid of college just because of like how rigorous it could be academically. But I mean, like mm-hmm. I I go to UCLA and I really did not struggle with the classes because teachers are very accommodating or professors. And like, you can always get extensions. I feel like I got so many extensions and I was able to like, there's so many resources available for extensions. I know. Right. (laughs) Um, But I feel like there's, yeah, there's so many resources available on college campuses. Like they want you to succeed. Um, And so just having the experience of this first taste of like independence, it's worth it. I know like the classes and assignments can be irritating sometimes but they're definitely manageable in my experience um and now I'm graduating college like I'm just happy yeah (laughs) no and you should be so proud of yourself and I I know hearing you speak I'm so proud of you thank you (laughs) um and and for (laughs) seriously though it is a huge accomplishment um like I'm I'm proud of myself at the same time but it's like I feel like even if I didn't have this this degree, like it wouldn't limit my worth at all. You know, I'm very lucky that I was able to land a job for when I graduate because, yeah, I, I and, don't know. And what tell I've... us what you're going to be doing. Marie. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I am going to continue to work um, with Foster Strong and then I'm also going to be a director's assistant for Sean Anders, which I'm very excited about. 
this is this is your dream and you did it and you're gonna keep doing it and thank you (laughs) you're such an inspiration to everyone on our team and I know everyone continues to sing your praises and so proud of you for reaching this milestone but this is just the beginning we know that there's more coming from Marade Green and people better watch out. Oh, thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Yeah, see, like, I feel like my life is just starting. Um, like, I have I have no idea what else I, I'm going to accomplish, but I'm excited to just have the opportunity to, like, actually take control of my life. And I'm in control of the direction it goes in now and where I've, I've never really had this this feeling before. And you are powerful beyond belief. And I truly think that whatever you set your mind to, you will accomplish because you've already made it this far through every obstacle and storm that life has thrown at you. So really, the world is is your oyster. That's such a... <laughs> such a cheesy quote, but it's true. The world is your oyster. We're so excited to have you on again. Soon we'll be doing a spotlight episode on Maraid and... So glad that we could have you on today to hear a little bit about your graduation. Everyone is beyond proud and congratulations, Marie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited and I'm so excited to hear more stories of kids that grow up in foster care graduating college because we are going to break down those stereotypes and those statistics. <laughs> Preach. Yes, we are. And and I think we are thrilled to see what happens next as you transition from graduation to your big career move? Yeah, Hollywood. I'm expecting Marae to do big and great things. Like, I'm expecting her to become the next female version of Steven Spielberg. Isn't Steven Spielberg like a um, horror movie? No. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's done like uh, <laughs> E.T., Phone Home, Transformers. <laughs> oh, like, oh He's done so what? Oh my god! Jurassic I'm thinking, Park. I think I'm thinking of Stephen Hawking. Yes, you are. <laughs> and Stephen Hawking doesn't make movie. Stephen, no. Stephen King. She said Stephen, Stephen King. King. Stephen Hawking's a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm crying. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! Too many Stevens. Oh. I'm just upset that I couldn't think of a famous female writer-director, which is really sad because there aren't that many in Hollywood, Yeah, which is another story for another day. Um, and I had a chance to uh, call my good friend Slam, and Slam is on the line. Slam, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? All right. So, Slam, I, first, you know, we're just going to talk for a few minutes. This episode is about uh, graduation, but more importantly, you know, school. So transitioning from foster care to like college or the workforce. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that in the conversation. But first, uh, at the time of this recording, there's so much going on. And so I just want to kind of start off by asking, how are you doing? I mean, I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Um, honestly, uh, when I think of what's going on now, I think about a lot of groups that are being marginalized, not just, you know, African-Americans. You know, it honestly, because I was doing some writing because that's what I do to process. I write. Right. And um, it's not even just about one thing. Everyone thinks it's about one thing, you know, you know, rest in peace, George Floyd. But it's not just about that one thing. It's about continuance of things. You don't know when someone's going to reach their limit. And when they hit their limit, it's like, whatever. Let's do it then. Yeah, enough is enough. Let's go. Yeah. Enough is enough. Something struck me of what you just said about reaching your tolerance. It kind of reminds me of growing up in the system where 
young people are being poked and poked and poked or moved and moved and moved and then till all of a sudden they explode and next thing you know a caseworker is getting called and they're being moved to a different foster home or to a group placement or to some residential treatment facility uh, and all behaviors have meaning and so we mm -hmm. often punish young people for expressing how they feel because they may not know the exact way to express themselves or more importantly they don't know how to express themselves for adults who want them to express themselves in this calm assertive manner but these kids are young people are in crisis. Uh, and so yep. uh, how they respond is how they respond. But that's a whole nother topic for another day slam. And I yeah. know we could probably talk for hours <laughs> oh, about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so if you are out there listening to us, you definitely have to tune into future episodes of foster strong, because I think that having slam back on to talk about some of this other stuff, I think is great, but let's talk about today. So uh, I kind of mm -hmm. want to start off with slam. Could you kind of discuss or talk about the hardships of attending college right after leaving the system um it's really hard i think one of the things that gets to you the most is your reason for attending college you know oh, wow, you know when i point. wanted to attend yeah it's like when i wanted to attend it had nothing to do with wanting to learn anything <laughs> i didn't want <laughs> i didn't have nothing to do with wanting to get an education it had everything to do with wanting to get away Mm. When it says freedom, right. wanting a new start, wanting a chance where I thought I can start controlling what I'm doing. And I was never really able to express any type of like real emotions as far as what I felt as being a kid in foster care. I was able to get um, into this program at my university. Um, which started me a week after my high school graduation. So wow. a week after my high school graduation, I went from Alachua to Tampa. And so I went from this small town to this, to me, big city. <laughs> right. Because I know people are really like, that's not a big city. No, it's, it's a big, big city to you. To it's big to you. Yeah. yeah, it's big to me. To this big city where I knew absolutely no one. <laughs> yeah. And I was still 17. It was after that that I kind of got that wake-up call that, hey, you're in this for real now. Right. Um, because that's when the loan thing started coming. I'll tell you right now, I didn't know the difference between a subsidized and a subsidized loan. I just saw dollar signs and I hit check. check, I, I, check, I, check I still check, don't. Check. I, I, I still don't know the difference. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, all right, so you want to give me money? Sure. Right. Let's go. I never had money before. Let's go. So I had no guidance in that and how to know to how to fill out this form, to how to accept these loans, knowing what I actually was going to need. And I think it's really important that kids in care have that when they're, you know, leaving the system, especially if they're going to be going to these institutes, you know, right. because look, a lot of us, we never seen that money before. You know, we're not thinking like I wasn't thinking about school. Let me not speak for all, but I wasn't thinking about school. Right. I was thinking about a way out. I saw money. I said, let me have it. Yeah. you know type of thing so um you know filling out financial aid you know that was really difficult producing these documents that was hard you know when my work study ran out that was hard it was like now i got to get a real job you know yeah things you know the grants the scholarships you know i didn't have those after my first few semesters were paid for so all i was going on was loan and then i had nothing you know no one showing me where these resources are for me kind of took me out of my shell and um and I was I was listening to the other podcast which was great 
And um, you I literally, heard you, all you say, literally just ran right to the next question, so I'm gonna let you go. But the next question, <laughs> just so I can set this up, is when did you become comfortable in your own skin? Go slam. Yes, and that's what I was gonna say when you all were talking about when did you become foster stronger, yep. things like that. And it was when I found, or someone introduced me, and it was my RA actually who introduced me to the organization, the poets, the poets at USLTP. Oh. And so when I found this organization, it's actually how I got my name Slam, actually. Oh, you know, wow. people are always like, how did you get the name Slam? I, I used to write all the time in high school, but I never really told anyone. And I used to watch uh, YouTube videos of, <laughs> of you know, Death Poetry Jail all yep. the time, you know. And so when I came to, to the organization for the first time, and a friend of mine came with me, they asked me what I did. And I honestly didn't know at that time what it was called. I just said, well, I do slam poetry, you know. And so when I came, when she called me up, she was like, y'all give it up for slam the poet or you know oh, and wow. so yeah. and kind of just it, and then everyone just kind of dropped the poet and then everyone just from then on just started calling me slam oh my gosh and slam. that's and, and that's kind of when i poetry and in that space is where i felt the most comfortable and is where i kind of I, I kind of felt like I could be me and whoever I was and skin. i did a poem based off of my mom and the reason why um, I was removed from her care and, and that was the poem that I did and when I was done it literally was silent for like a few seconds and then all these people rushed to me and just grabbed me and was like yo yeah da, da, da. and just <laughs> I never felt more love than that moment yeah. right there and yeah. it was just like yeah wow um, I want to kind of end on this question you said that school may not be for everyone um, and that just because that, you know, there's so much pressure, you talked about this at the beginning, about going to college, getting education, go to college, get an education, you went for freedom. Um, but freedom doesn't always have to be school for some people. Freedom could be doing something else. So could you talk a little bit about, more about that? Yes. I mean, let me say this first. If you want to go to school, that's perfect. You know, right. I just say go for the right reasons. Make sure you yep. are mo first off going for you. And not for anyone else, but right. going for you and for what you want to do. And I think that that's part of the reason why, you know, I'm so focused on, you know, um, progressing in my career um, as a, you know, social worker and becoming a, so becoming a social worker, which is what I'm working towards, because I want to be one of those people who make these resources. Absolutely. So I think that that is a great uh, point to end on uh, talking about go for the right reasons and making sure that you're going for yourself. You see a need, you feel a need, as I learned from a cartoon movie. Yes, but more importantly, I love that saying so much. It came from this movie. That's right. It's that movie Robots. <laughs> I love that. It's one of my favorite oh, lines. It was you know what? <laughs> Some people, I said, I ain't nothing but a bunch of spare parts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But I'm making use out of what I got, and that's, that's what you got to do. Feel that's me? Right. I love, see, see we, right here. we are like we kindred right spirits, here. but more importantly, I love that movie. <laughs> I'm about to go watch it when we're done. <laughs> All right. So the last thing I want to tell to our listeners out here into the slam: be the change you wish to see in the world. Love you so much. I mean, she really is a talented individual. I, I absolutely adore Slam. No, honestly, blown away every time I hear one of um, Slam's poems. Uh, agreed. Yeah. It's such beautiful work. So congrats again, and thank you, Slam. And so you can find more information about Maraid and Slam's story on our website at urfosterstrong.org. Any final thoughts or closing comments? Episode two. Yeah. Episode two in the books. This one... 
was a struggle too. I mean, for you know, for however long this episode is, I think it took us like you know, it was probably like eight or nine hours worth of content. Yeah. So I mean, I guess my closing thoughts are: Foster Strong has officially launched. We were thrilled to hold our virtual event where the public got to meet our team. And, and we're so excited. They're going to continue to see and hear from those folks. And then people that we can't wait to unveil who are doing you know, amazing I'm, things. I'm su- such inspiring work all yeah. over the country. Absolutely. And, and I think launching just opened the door to you know, the, all of the endless possibilities of people that we'll be connected with. Absolutely. And then Raya will be moving pretty soon, too. Oh, yeah. So she can join us in person in studio. In the studio, which is my Strong. living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited true. to, um, you know, get out of my closet studio. The uh, living room studio is just slightly more appealing. So um, that's a that's a big pump. But, you know, I'm just... <laughs> that's an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so glad we were able to do this episode um, and recognize, you know, all of those graduating in 2020 and especially um those who have come through the foster care system so um just i want to add another shout out to all of you because you know um the mental toll that it took you know especially myself um and i'm sure the others sitting in the studio here um it was it was a lot and it was some of the hardest years um to experience in foster care and so i'm really excited that next week um we're going to talk more about mental health um and what that looks like and means for those of us who have been through or are currently in the foster care system so tune in next week absolutely see you everybody bye-bye see you later